Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. hours in Southern California recently, I taught from the scriptures, prayed for the afflicted, and drove out evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. Again, it was a jam-packed meeting hall. We had to bring extra chairs in to accommodate all those who came into the meeting desperate for intervention. And in our recent meetings in Ontario... California, we have seen tremendous interest and in looking forward to returning very soon in the near future. However, that meeting at the very beginning was a struggle. <clears throat> I had to fight my way into the victory as an enemy truly sought to hinder me for hours and hours. I felt the armies of Satan advancing against me and warring against my soul. It was a horrible experience, very reminiscent of the experience I had in the Midwest. Not that long ago, where I had great difficulty breaking through. Eventually, Jesus prevailed, and I'm so thankful to him for sustaining me. In fact, quite a few disciples shared how they were simply stunned, amazed at the strength I had to continue in the midst of great warfare. Trust me, it's all of the Holy Spirit. As no man could sustain this for a long period of time without the aid of the Spirit of the living God. As I mentioned... Eventually, we were able to encounter a breakthrough. However, it took some time. As I led everyone in mass deliverance prayer, several souls were swiftly delivered and healed of various maladies. I even had the wonderful opportunity to lead a young lady to Jesus Christ in that meeting. It was one of the first ladies we ministered to that caught my attention. She was an African woman, perhaps in her late 40s, that sat to the right of me. She sat just right off to the side of the meeting hall. Throughout the meeting, I didn't notice anything unusual with her until I began to pray over her. Then suddenly mass numbers of evil spirits surfaced. Mass numbers. They groaned and moaned. They screamed at me. They groaned and contorted her body. The spirits wanted to battle me, but they lost. Spirits of incest. Spirits named the devil, spirit husband, spirit wife, and spirits of torment. My friends, in nearly 30 years of ministry around the world, we've come across a handful of demons that seem to always be present. I refer to them as the usual suspects in warfare. 
the usual suspects in spiritual warfare. And nine out of ten times, somebody who has a demon, you'll find one of these usual suspects. There's about seven of them. I want to talk and discuss a few of these spirits that you need to be aware of because they're the most common demons that you come across and animals and objects and people and homes and properties and warfare in general. You need to be aware of these usual suspects. So tonight we're going to examine, investigate from a spiritual standpoint, the usual suspects in spiritual warfare on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a portion of scripture taken to heart by every real-life Jesus freak. It's in 1 Peter chapter 4. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. You see, Peter saw suffering for his faith as a privilege. After his final arrest and sentencing, Peter announced... He was not worthy to be crucified in the same position as his Savior and requested to die on the cross upside down. How about you? What will be your final request? How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Have you ever considered that much of the New Testament was written by persecuted Christians to persecuted Christians? Paul wrote from jail to encourage the church at Ephesus Peter wrote to Christians driven from Jerusalem and scattered across Asia Minor. What should the response be from Christians in the West today who can barely imagine suffering for our faith? We should study the lives of martyrs throughout history and around the world today. We should pray in brokenness for our pride and in gratitude for our freedom. And we should read the New Testament with fresh eyes and a humble spirit. To learn how you can pray for Christians facing persecution in restricted nations, Call 875-VOICE. Dial 875-VOICE to pray for and encourage members of our spiritual family. That's 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. these handful of demons if you're involved in any kind of spiritual warfare in the exorcism ministry deliverance ministry healing ministry they're always present it seems spirits like the spirits of torment such as this african woman had that i encountered back some time ago in southern california in one of our meetings but she had spirits named incest, a spirit even named devil. Now, obviously, it wasn't Satan himself, but rather it was a group of spirits who were able to take upon that name due to their loyal service within the kingdom of darkness. 
there were literally hundreds of thousands of these evil spirits working within her. Spirits of torment, spirit husband, incest, and these spirits named devil. Now, the spirits of torment tend to be the most one of the most common demons we come across. It's one of that small group of spirits, the usual suspects that you find in warfare, the spirit of torment, spirits of fear, those kinds of evil spirits. And the spirit even said, the spirit of torment, we crawl on her scalp, we crawl within her all day and all night. We are here to torment, the demons inform me. We even cause blindness when she has to use glasses. Now, I commanded these, all of these demons, hundreds of thousands of them, to take upon their blindness. And all of the afflictions they had brought into this woman, they took it upon themselves and they were cast out in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. When the demons were driven out, the dear woman immediately, this African woman, testified of being able to see clearly without the aid of her glasses. Another beautiful miracle of blindness departing in Jesus' name. We're seeing enormous, many, many dozens being healed, miraculously healed of various degrees and forms of blindness. This woman also testified of feeling peace and so much lighter. She was so thankful to what the Lord had done for her. As we continued on through the night, many other souls were delivered in some measure. Not only did some experience deliverance, but also a deep emotional healing. Numerous broken heart pieces surfaced through the night and were guided to Jesus for healing. Many of them even testified of seeing the risen Jesus. Now, another woman that we ministered to was a 19-year-old who came along with her mother. Now, this was a very interesting case, which I'll explain in a moment. But I'll refer to this woman as Amber. This young lady mentioned to me that she wanted her mother to take her to the meeting tonight, on that night. And I'm so happy she did. One glance at Amber, you could tell she was hurting and in incredible emotional pain. She needed deliverance. She needed healing. As I began to pray over her, demons surfaced. They were deeply rooted. Some of the evil spirits were rooted ancestrally more than 1,600 years ago. Again, we discovered the usual suspects. I mean, there were many evil spirits within this woman including rape, anger, revenge, trauma. But we also discovered the same old spirits, it seems like we come across all the time, spirits like fear, night terrors, pain, and bail. Now allow me to introduce you, introduce you to some of the other usual suspects. There's pain, that's a common demon we come across, We've already spoken about this, about the specific spirit of fear and torment. But this woman also had Baal. Baal is another usual suspect. These spirits wanted to battle me. I battle back utilizing holy weapons such as the holy oil, the cross of Jesus, holy communion, and the sword of the spirit. All these weapons weaken these demons. As I warred against the demons, many of them were revealing they had been holding captive her broken heart parts of a broken heart. So I command the evil spirits to release the heart parts. They obey. Now, interestingly enough, the heart parts surfaced and spoke to me. 
Some of them were created as a result of riding some Disneyland amusement park rides. Now, I'm not necessarily against Disneyland. For much of it, it's, it's fine, but there are aspects to it that I'm very concerned about. But to think that a riding amusement park ride can bring about some trauma and fear is something to consider. I'm always careful with my kids about this. When we visit various kinds of theme parks, little ones are so much more susceptible and we remain prudent. One little heart part shared with me, Jay, I was so scared because I was on the ride that goes to the haunted mansion and this ride suddenly stopped. I was stuck and I was so scared. Now, I can absolutely see how this could be an opportunity for dissociation to take place. I'm not surprised at all. Not in the slightest. This little heart part was created because the ride stopped. So here was this young girl riding a terrifying ride in the sense that it was very it had very dark themes, focused on evil themes, and the ride malfunctions. Was there a demon behind this malfunction? Something something to consider. In the midst of this terror, she was stuck. And under the cover of darkness, fear grips her. Terror crawls in. And as the demons invaded, they brought with them panic attacks and night terrors. And as a result, Amber has suffered greatly with panic attacks, paralyzing fear, and constant nightmares since. The demons even boasted to me during the exorcism that they had been sitting on the haunted mansion waiting for the opportunity to invade unsuspecting souls. Think about that for a moment. They were not alone. Many other, many other kinds of demons were present. Think how many little children that they, they have been able to access through the years is staggering. Think about how many demons have been able to ex- access little ones throughout the Harry Par- Potter section of various parks around the world, for example. It's even more staggering to consider with its heavy emphasis on all things witchcraft and sorcery. This whole world, my friend, is held captive by the devil. Can one go anywhere and not be afflicted? Sometimes the worst places to go is the so-called church building, though, that is filled with unbelief and false teaching. So let's not just focus on Disney and Harry Potter. It's everywhere. It's in the church. We must remain, we must remain prudent. We need to be remaining prudent and guided by Jesus. Obviously, there was... A number of of evil spirits attached to this little, little fearful part. Demons of fear. There's that usual suspect again. Trauma and terror. Each of them boasted how they used the fearful events of Disneyland as opportunities to invade her body and soul. Another little part surfaced with a neighbor. Now this preteen part revealed that she was riding the Winnie the Pooh ride. She became very fearful and traumatized. Now... My friends, before you think I'm going crazy, generally, Winnie the Pooh is okay. I'm not against Winnie the Pooh. No occult things to this character that I'm aware of. However, the Disneyland ride apparently opened up her up, this particular young lady, to fearful spirits. When the ride took its riders into a darkened section that brought fear into Amber. Again, fear gripped her. Terrorizing spirits invaded her. It was horrible. And all of these demonic spirits, though, were expelled in the name of Jesus Christ, and the little heart parts were healed. They were guided to Jesus for great great relief and release. 
interestingly enough, in the midst of ministering to these little heart parts, and there were many, I encountered two human interjects, foreign soul parts that interject themselves within souls and bodies. One was named Josh. The other was named Brian. These men were the ones who had taken advantage of Amber when she was just when she was much younger and raped her. With the aid of demon powers, Josh and Brian were able to access her soul through the unholy soul ties and remain in her with the hopes of controlling her. I spoke to both of these evil men. As I spoke, a group of demons named Mormonism surfaced and spoke to me. Ah, we were the ones that gave her supernatural power to invade Amber. Nobody knows about us. We have remained hidden. Our presence is a secret. Josh was a Mormon. He's now an atheist, and as a result of the spiritual powers that work within him, he, by virtue of his involvement within Mormonism, he was able to tap into those powers and access Amber with the hopes of being able to control her. Evil, indeed. Do not be naive. All cults, metaphysical cults and false religions, have supernatural demon powers that can be tapped into to carry out these kinds of evil activities, such as interjecting parts of their souls into others. Many times it's done so they can, can control the individual. Other times it's seek to seek revenge or to instill fear. Both of these evil men were commanded to depart in Jesus' name, along with all the afflictions they had brought into this lady. All the demons that allowed them access to Amber were also commanded to depart in the name of Jesus Christ. All of them swiftly left. Imagine how Amber's feeling now. There's a quality of life issue on multiple levels. And I'm so thankful we were able to intervene in her life. Along with these many human interjects, or these human interjections and these many spirits of Mormonism, I mean, there were just, there were over hundreds of thousands of them operating within her and with Josh. Not to mention all the other spirits of trauma, fear, and torment. There were even deeper level ones. These dark forces were operating deep within her body and soul. It was the, again, part of that group of the usual suspects that you find in spiritual warfare. The spirits of Baal. The spirits of Jezebel. As I've mentioned at the beginning of this presentation, yes, there's perhaps millions of different kinds of demons. But in nearly 30 years of ministry and tens of thousands of encounters with the demon eyes, we, we've... We've discovered there seems to be about seven demons, a small group, that seems to work in nearly every life that we minister to. It's the spirits of Jezebel, spirits of fear slash torment, spirits of Jezebel, death, fear, torment, ancestral idolatry, witchcraft, pain slash infirmity, and mind control. I just mentioned to you an element of mind-controlled Mormonism. She had all these spirits of Mormonism within her because she was being controlled by somebody who took advantage of her. See how this works, my friends? These common demons are the ones you should be targeting. Every, and every exorcism that you participate in and every exorcism that God leads you into, involved in, look for those seven usual suspects. This woman had spirits of Baal and Jezebel, and for a long time I had a banner Jezebel and weakened her in the name of Jesus. Eventually I wore her down, and she was driven out along with Baal. 
As Amber awakened from her demonized state, I led her in a series of prayers, and she testified of feeling relief. She was really, really happy. May Jesus comfort and protect each of these precious souls and help us, those of you who are listening to this presentation, so we might be discerning and aware of these usual suspects that operate in warfare. I bless you, my friends, in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.